This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, everybody, welcome back to a fireside chat here for the Global Supply Chain Summit. My name is Kaylee Nix. I'm a reporter here at Freight Waves, and I'm here with Brian Whitley, president of Tame and Transport right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So first things first, give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you do at Taman. Thank you. Yeah, I have actually been in the transportation industry since 1994, so I'm dating myself a little bit. So 20, 27 years now. So background on me started with overnight transportation, which was uh, purchased by UPS Freight. It's been about 18 years there in various roles, director of operations, corporate strategy, started the expedite division inside sales, uh, worked as a service center manager in Austin, Texas. So I've been there a lot and worked a lot of hats there. From there, 2012, I left and went to serve as president of Load One Expedited Services there and um, was there about seven years. And then June of 2020, left and joined the Tame and Transport team and Truck Lines team and um, excited to be here. So 2020 was, of course, a wild year for all of us. Uh, especially seems like for you moving in the middle of the global pandemic and coming to Taman, how did you guys fare as far as the craziness in the year? Well, transport Taman Transport Truck Lines did did absolutely wonderful. It was a great year for us. We expanded. Uh, the company was founded in 2012. Um, we expanded some of the service offerings. When I got here, we did a lot of truckload, did a lot of uh, reefer. Uh, but obviously with my experience and some of the things that I was able to bring, we implemented a lot of new service modes. Um, the, you know, temperature control, we did a lot of reefers in addition to the truckload LTL. Uh, and then we also added a lot of the air freight industry, the, the domestic international air freight, uh, which was heavy part of my background all the way back to the UPS days, um, as well as the charter. So having those additional modes and being able to, diversify our product to a lot of our customers out there. It gave us the ability to grow in 2020. Which is awesome to hear. Any growth in yeah. a year where there's a global pandemic yeah. is absolutely insane. Yes. So yeah. going out of 2020 and into the beginnings of 2021, how is that kind of uptick, that growth transferred into the start of the new year for you guys? You know what? It's really established us a, a good start for that because I think last year, you know, uh, with the craziness that we all faced, you know, there was a lot of customers out there that were looking at to carriers and supply chain people out there that trying to figure out who they can trust, who they can rely on in these uncertain times. And uh, right now, going into the new year with our success last year, it's really uh, created that platform for us to really, um, you know, expand going into the 2020 year, 2021 season. So we talk about air carriers, whether it's passenger or freight, they took a dive, understandably, as pandemic kind of hampered travel and shipping. As we're seeing them kind of on a rebound as far as the freight side goes, what are you seeing as trends in the air cargo market? Well, it's it's really tight with a lot of the vaccines and a lot of the medical supplies being able to be on the forefront, which it should be. 
um, to be able to get to certain destinations, both domestically and internationally. Um, we've got a lot of the challenges going on right now with uh, a lot of the ports right now that are going on with the backups that we're experiencing there. So a lot of customers are trying to uh, utilize the air freight markets, but the space is really, really tight right now. Um, a lot of the passenger aircrafts that have obviously taken a hit with um, a lot of the people not traveling, they've, you know, they've made some changes with taking out seats, which is crazy, um, in some of those airlines and utilizing that to, to, to move cargo, which has been a high, high demand. So uh, I truly expect that to continue um, until we overcome this current COVID situation and a lot of the vaccines get into place and we start seeing some changes there. So you talk about port congestion. A lot of the ports across the United States, especially on the West Coast, have seen just absolutely unprecedented rates of backups. There's container shortages. Container shipping rates are off of the charts. How has the air freight market played into alleviating or even creating some of that stress on the ship, the maritime markets? Well, I, I, I tell you right now, you know, I looked, I think, the other day, and they had 38 uh, boats sitting out in the L.A., on the Pacific Ocean right now waiting to get in. So a lot of customers right now are looking to offset that and being able to get their products to the, to, you know, the North American side. And the air freight market right now is increasing drastically because of the fact of those delays and a lot of those customers have to get their product here. So we're able to provide solutions to those customers with a lot of the experience that this team has to, to, to present some solutions to them that may not be available on the, on the container side. Right. So Eric Kulish is one of our air cargo dedicated reporters, and he wrote an article saying that experts are predicting that the freight cargo market will be back to pre-pandemic levels by the end of March. Is that something that you're expecting too? And of course, passenger travel is still expected to take a back seat. We're, we're keeping our fingers crossed that, that it's back by that time. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm the the trying to be an optimistic there a little bit to take a look at it. Um, you know, we plan for the plan for the worst and we'll accept the best type scenarios out of each of those times. Um, I'm hoping that March, um, I, I'm thinking maybe a little bit probably by summertime before we get to that point. Um, but I think that March is, is a good start for us to possibly see, see that. And I think the, the travel, I just, you know, flew this, this week and it was good to see in some of the airports that the passenger travel was up a little bit in Atlanta and some of these other locations and, and, and hopefully that will continue. So we talk about the passenger carriers, Delta, United Airlines, kind of taking a pivot. How important do you think that the pivot of those passenger airlines to take on some of this cargo, especially with that COVID-19 vaccine delivery, has been to getting those vaccines out to people? I, I think that's been instrumental. You know, I, I deal with a lot of people on the passenger aircrafts and the cargoes and some of the work that they've done and being able to help offset some of that relief that's been needed has been huge. Um, I think it'll continue. Um, I think the log jam is going to be once the passengers start to travel, if that is March, and we continue to have that log in the container standpoint, it, it's going to be a, a huge bottleneck to be able to try to figure out what the solutions are going to be. And we're already planning for that right now at Taman Transport and presenting some of those solutions to some of those customers right now that are concerned about that. It's going to kind of be like one problem after another, right? You <laughs> plug one hole and another hole comes up. So it's yeah. like, how do you manage all of those coming yeah. out to one? Yeah, absolutely. So here at Freight Waves, we like to do these virtual events. We've got a virtual event coming up here later in the year called Drone Waves, 
which a lot of our experts are talking about drones kind of taking over the future of delivery. Do you have any thoughts, any opinions about emerging technologies, whether that be with autonomous vehicles possibly changing the trucking industry or even drone technology taking over air freight? You know, when in my time at UPS, I spent some time with with their efforts in, in the drone technology uh, on the small package side that obviously you may see with the e-commerce being a big, big, big push right now. Um, I still think we're a ways away from that. Um, I think once it gets to that point, yes, both on the autonomous vehicles and the drone technology, I still think it's a ways. I think the COVID situation has probably taken a step back with some of the planning and try to get that. But I, I do think it'll be a, um, a pivotal part of the delivery process down the road, but I still think that we're a ways away before we're going to be able to see that in, in place. We talk about Amazon being a big player in that drone delivery. Do you have any other expectations for what companies could come out, maybe out of the blue and be like, hey, we've got drones coming. What do you want to do with it? Yeah. I, I uh, you know, we do a lot of business with them. We do a lot of business with some of the other people that are really leading in that technology. I think the team and transport, one of the things that was really exciting to me about being here is the technology advances and some of the advances that we're able to present to some of those customers as well. And we're looking looking ahead, as I'm sure there are other companies out there that are looking to um, really capitalize on that technology. And I'm excited that, you know, Tayman's going to be on the forefront of that as well. So we've seen a pretty big rate crunch as far as it goes with increased rates, whether that be over the road, maritime. Talk about talk to me a little bit about rates currently in the air cargo industry. Well, with capacity being tight, obviously supply and demand, um, the the rates are going to going to they're going to escalate both from a domestic and international standpoint. Um, I will tell you probably we've seen it more on the international side than I have seen on the domestic standpoint. Um, one of the things which we actually really take a look at is the optimization that Tame and Transport's able to do. We compare uh, the ground transportation in comparison to um, the air freight market, and in some cases. You know, the air freight is more cost effective in North America than some of the ground solutions that customers look at. You know, that air freight word in a lot of customers' minds is the first thing they think of is, is, is expensive. Um, so domestically, we're, we're able here, and we've seen examples as early as, as this morning, where we were able to present some solutions to customers on the domestic air freight side that was actually cheaper than the ground side of that. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. International side, it's still it's it's continuing to rise, but I think it's because of the fact of um, medical supplies and some of those things are going on. You know, some of the political things that are going on right now with the politics and some of the changes in the White House, um, some of those restrictions that may be in place that may impact it, it's still to be told. So we talk about those changes politically. Do you have any opinions about what an incoming administration could possibly mean for the state of freight in general or sp specifically to air freight? Well, I think it's too early to be told right now. Um, hopefully, we're we're working on the the COVID improvements there, but I do think that that's going to play a pivotal part on some of the decisions that they're going to make, whether it's foreign trade um, and how that's going to be going down. Um, if the, they open it up a little bit, how that's going to impact what we're already seeing in the container situation, um, or increased needs for the air freight perspective. So uh, we're we're keeping a very very close eye on that process and some of the things and some of the decisions that are going to be made. 
So you were talking a little bit about the supply and demand when it comes to air freight and the idea that sometimes customers see or see the words air cargo and they automatically think this price tag is going to be huge. Talk me a little bit through your process of convincing them. Like, what do you guys use to make them understand that no, moving things by air isn't necessarily the price tag that you think it is? So we actually, that's a great question. One of the things we, we, we look at from the optimization standpoint, so um, to get very, very uh, transparent, we, we'll look at shipments based on dimensions. We'll look at the weights. We'll look at, you know, the transit, the length of haul. Um, and then we'll give them both scenarios. So we, we do a lot of time in educating, obviously, our customers because they look at us as the subject matter experts here at Taman. So we're going to present them. So in the example of this morning, it was a three or $400 uh, difference from a ground transportation to the air freight uh, offering that we were able to present to them. So hopefully in that education process and what we're able to do here at Taman. Um, it, it's educating those customers, but it's also helped us in our continued growth rate. As you talked about in 2020, it's escalated us into 2021. When you guys are building your relationships with carriers, especially in the air freight, air freight market, are you guys seeing that your carriers have any issues with providing you guys capacity right now? Are y'all fighting for space for that freight to move? Well, depending on the lane situation that we're going to have, um, you know, I had a lane this morning that we had, we wanted, the customer wanted to ship it out today. Uh, but unfortunately, based on the capacity in that particular lane, it wasn't available. Um, so we were able to present other solutions to them. Um, we've even gone to the point where we were able to offer customer charter situations um, if it was really a time definite situation, which we can provide. Or we'll just present to them the ground options and say, hey, I can pick it up today, uh, that type of thing, versus or presenting the air freight option for pickup tomorrow. Um, so we can present multiple options to them in that, but it really depends on the lanes. So when it comes to working with those carriers, we saw those issues with the Boeing 737 MAX happen. Did you guys have any impact from their issues, or are you all seeing anything impactful from them coming back online in some of those fleets? You know, we, we really didn't have a lot. A lot of the, the air freight type stuff that we're going to be doing is probably, you know, anywhere from six to eight pallets or less. Um, so we really did not run into a lot of them. I know that some of our other uh, people that we work with have had some of those impacts, but uh, again, not to be redundant, some of the experience that we have has given us the opportunity to kind of steer away from those types of situations impacting our customers. Super exciting. Well, going forward into 2021, what are some of the goals that you guys have there at Taman? Well, uh, both on the, uh, the asset side, the truck line side, which we have, um, we're adding at least two to three drivers a month here. Um, we've grown, we've doubled our truck line side from an asset side. On the transport side, we're going to continue to build on the air freight, the charter, uh, some of the expedite solutions that we're able to present to our customers. Uh, we're going to build our, our customer base, which we have continued uh, continue have done since uh, June probably of last year um, with them. And uh, increasing our brand recognition is going to be really, really huge and instrumental for us in 2021. I think it's important to hang out here in Chattanooga in the heart of Freight Alley and be like, this is our place. We're going to make a big name for ourselves. We are absolutely going to make a name for ourselves. We're continuing. We're doing that now and we're not going to stop. I know it's great to have you guys. Y'all are just on the other side of the split in Chattanooga, that I-75, I-24 split. How important is it going to be for you getting to work once that construction's done? Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, having, having had lived in other areas in Michigan, Detroit, 
um, you know, I, I, we can overcome any obstacles. That's what, that's who we are, and we'll make sure it happens. Do you have anything else that you want to say today? Nope. I appreciate the opportunity. Looking forward for, to 2021. Thanks for spending some time with us. We're glad to have you. Thanks, Kaylee.